Saddle up your horses. We got a trail to blaze. Whoa. Now, we, Spotify is going to have to pay for that money for that. They, I'm sure they own the Stephen Chris Chapman entire catalog. Are we are we moving right past the cold open? Like, <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> I felt like we had it. So this is the besties show about. I feel like if we just t- keep pounding it forward, Russ, the look of disgust on your face. It's not disgust. Me. I'm just I'm I'm flashing forward to the future where 16 people at Spotify listen to this and they're like, <laughs> no, we're just gonna we'll find a way to kill the contract. It's fine. My name is Justin McElroy, and I used to be a gamer. My name is Griffin McElroy. I'm the original Nintendo man. <laughs> My name is Chris Plant, and I'm an October baby. My name is Russ. Wait, you're an October baby too? Yeah, of course. Two October babies. Uh, October baby number two right here, Russ Frustick. <laughs> the idea. Okay, this is the besties. It is ostensibly a show about video games. This week, we're going to discuss a video game. But first... I need to talk about the very important news that decades-long friends, Russ and Chris Plan, did not know that they shared a birth month. In hindsight, now I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% knew, and I feel wrecked. <laughs> it's it's kind of coming back to me now, now, now that I think about it. October I, 15th, I want to say? 19? No. 19? No. Keep it going. Uh, what, what's fucked up is you One both of the are teens? Wear- you're both wearing these tourmaline pendants to represent your birthstone, <laughs> and yet you're not, like, that wasn't enough of a clue. Uh, this week on The Besties, we are going to be talking about a new Star Wars game from Respawn. Uh, it is a, a character action Star Wars game, I think, probably analogous to the, the, the closest kin would be uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. One and two, starring. Do you guys remember the name of the lead of that? Oh God, Star Killer. He had like a shaved Star head. Star Killer. Look. He was very handsome. Star Killer, of course, was the original last name of Luke Skywalker, and they changed mm. it because it's had anyway. So this is Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order. It is a game that I have not seen described anywhere without mashing up other the other games that it is attempting to emulate and i will carry on this proud tradition (laughs) by reducing the work of hundreds it's 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 convenient because now we four game critics can say shit like it's the dark souls of star wars games and in this case be pretty justified because that is one of the three sort of big uh umbrellas that they tried to put the game under it is blending star wars yeah and mm. dark souls and uncharted uh in some of the like sort of traversal uh dark souls i would say think more structurally i mean it's right. really the dark souls stuff really doesn't extend beyond uh, uh enemies get- respawn when you checkpoint and yeah well it's and- hard it's also like the combat can be hard at times Sure. I just clarify up top that as far as blending goes, it's probably around Terry Crews blending Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. It's a mediocre blended. Um, okay. It's not yeah. a great blend <clears throat> of any of these things, I would say. 
let's get it. I want to save the critical analysis until we've established the. Let's What's establish the story, Justin. The, so it's about a. It takes place like five years after the original prequel. The the the. the not the original, the prequel trilogy, the original three films, no. Star Wars one, two, and three. Not the original three films. I think you could say They're, the first oh, in so the confusing. timeline. Yeah, the prequels trilogy. Five years after the Which prequel episode? trilogy. Before, so this would be between three and four, closer to three, I believe. Before Rogue One, if that helps okay. to time it out. So the Empire is like really getting their their claws into the galaxy, and it's all very bad. You are sort of a Jedi in hiding uh, named Cal, and you uh, are entrusted with a mission to get together like a list of force sensitive uh, humanoids, I guess, or, or, you know, force sensitive beings across the galaxy uh i haven't gotten the list yet so i don't know this kind of there like might the, be do- there the, might be dogs on it is what you're yeah, suggesting there yeah, could possibly. be force dogs this is the end goal of the game as i understand it is to is to get this list of force sensitive people and basically start rebuilding the jedi order which has fallen as it's we basically have established like, it's like blues brothers essentially but for jedi yes yeah. um because they're getting the band back together is yes, what he's saying right but oh, okay you're right um, action wise, you are getting like a lot of traversal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like a lot of big scale fights, uh, that, that feel more like an uncharted game than a, like dark souls or something in that, in we, that we category. Should, and we should clarify when we say traversal, like that uncharted style <laughs> traversal, like you are climbing up the sides of things and jumping between patches of climbable wall and, you know, walking on pipes that you can also drop down from and jumping from rope to rope and wall yeah, running. Like it's, it actually that- felt more to me, although I appreciate like Uncharted does that a lot. You know what it reminded me of was that Prince of Persia game from like 10 years ago where it was just like all wall running, like everywhere yeah. you went. Was it's like a, a little bit run. more fluid like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more like free form and less like... um uh, insert tab A into slot A kind of deal. It's like um, the t- the Titanfall. I mean, it's respawn made Titanfall too, and it's sure. that same level of like mobility. Um, force powers. You're not expecting looking at anything wild. I uh, I think I've just gotten the last one, and it's just like it's just the force powers you would expect. You got your push. You got your pull. You got your slow. I haven't gotten lightning or choke or any of the bad boy stuff yet. You know, the bad powers <laughs> that only the bad boys are allowed to have. Um, uh, you know what? If honestly, if the light side Jedi want to start actually competing with the Sith, they need to get some kick ass powers that only they get. Because right now, if I'm choosing a team and I'm like, they get lightning and choking, <laughs> what do you all get? And they're like, um, robes? Like, no, thank you. I have a question. Force Unleashed, the game that you compared the, this to up top, yes. right? You, at some point, have enough force power to down a Star Destroyer? Is that yes, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay. You get in, that game, the action of that game, as memory serves, and it's been uh, a decade, uh, is very much about, like, waves of enemy like how do you take out like groups of big crowds of enemies using your force powers um and uh, okay so for me the reason this is this is a, a very competent effort i would say it is very it's the best of, 
it's the best one of these. It's better than those Force Unleashed games. I feel pretty like qualified to uh, say. Like, I, uh, oh really? Uh, I don't know that. It, uh, okay, not, those were fun and narrative. Narrative wise, like I think it, we, uh, we keep making the Uncharted. No, compare. I agree. Story wise, I think story I think wise, it's better. It's right. an interesting story. The, the it's well the performances acted. are it's, actually really well. Yeah captured i thought like some decent performances um yeah. in the story there's like a, a couple of uh folks that travel along with you on your on your quest and they're and they're well rendered and well performed i think um but the for me i i think it comes down to a couple of over- overarching problems the more i played it I, I i was like this is all very competently done except for the parts that uh, wicked aren't there's some technical stuff that is just <laughs> wild that i don't want to get into but it's like some stuff where i had to set the controller down and let the environment rebuild around me yeah. because mm. i there was nowhere to go it was, and it was like I when died. they loaded the jump program in matrix essentially. yes there's a couple of places like that for sure but okay so the problem is that i i the reason i i, I played it and like it's got a lot of elements i like dark souls i like uncharted okay um, I like Star Wars. Like, why isn't this clicking? It's also I, doing Metroidvania light sort of stuff in a way that of, like a yeah. Batman Arkham um, series might do. It does something with Metroidvania. Uh, Metroidvania is one of my favorite genres like ever. Like, I love those games. And it does one thing that I've never really seen in a Metroidvania game that I thought was brilliant. By which Russ means by that is a game that oh, gear game. gates content by not giving you all the items that you need to, yeah, like to do Super a Metroid thing. Metroid is an example or like Symphony of the Night if you've ever played that. Um, like you can't get past your wall because you don't have a bomb power. Or like a double go. jump. Get the bomb yeah, power exactly. and suddenly you can so, take a short. So in this game, usually like one of the mechanics in Metroidvanias is that you, you're lost and you just sort of stumble around until you find a place that you haven't been yet. And in this, they added, there's like a map. You can see like a 3D map. And the map actually has these like rainbow doors that show you, hey, this is a path you have not been to yet. Right. You should check this out. And it's, uh, just in terms of like knowing places to go, uh, I thought it was really smart just from a design side. And it, like, it, it also does a thing which I, Russ, it's funny. You, I don't know if you actually would get this with you being colorblind. I don't know <laughs> if they have a setting for your people, but they have green doors that mean you haven't been through them and that you have the ability that you need to go through them. Oh. Red doors mean you haven't gone through them, but you don't have the ability yet, so don't worry about it, which is actually very helpful. Yeah, I um, didn't check the settings to see if there was colorblind settings, but I did notice in combat, too, colors were a little bit of a problem for me. Um, so the, the, my problem with this this game, I, I, I think what, there are some... Uh, there's some stuff that sort of I don't know there's a solve for. And I, and I think the first problem is this. I don't think that the Souls games, which are very much about the uh, drudgery, a uh, uh, sort of pleasant drudgery of repetition and learning and, and learning enemy patterns and like uh, grinding through. In those games, you're basically like a reanimated corpse, uh, you know, nothing person. Uh, and that thematically makes a lot of sense. I don't think the the Jedi or a Star Wars game where you're playing a Jedi is all about like fluidity and being like right and on point and like the most powerful thing in the room. And it's not even close. I'm going to I'm going to devil's advocate a little bit, even though I, I, I mostly agree with you. I think in the story. So you start out as a scrapper 
who is like right. breaking down Star Destroyers over a Sarlacc pit because I guess that's how that, they recycle. Hey, OSHA, can you can you get on this one, OSHA? They're doing incredibly dangerous work <laughs> over a fucking Sarlacc pit, y'all. That's unnecessary. It's a bad it's place to work, and I think you could argue that the idea is, oh, you you haven't been in much of a Jedi in a long time. You are still recalling your abilities. Uh, and that's why you have to fail. And maybe there's like a nice arc between you, the character regaining their Jedi powers, and you learning how to like be a wizard in this game. Right. I get that. I mean, like that. If they were, <laughs> I don't think they quite deliver on that. I'm, if they I'm, were delivering on that, yeah. like that would be interesting, right? But it's not designed for. I mean, the the. I mean. The Jedi thing is the one is the first thing that I don't think works very well with like a souls. The idea that you would like traverse these repeatedly is actually not as designed. Like it's not designed for that really. Like there's not an idea where you would like grind on experience on any of this to try to level up. That is not part of it, which is like kind of essential in the in the souls thing is this idea that you would grind through an area to um get the resources or levels or whatever there's, that you need. The there's other, unlockable there's unlockable skills that you can get by grinding out experience, but I do but not, it's not really not enough. enough. It's You're not, not gonna get enough yeah. like fighting you get nothing from fighting these basic basic dudes. And it's also like not that fun to fight the individual guys but moment to moment. But the other thing is the traversal that this game has, that sort of like uncharted Prince Persia style traversal is not a good fit for the repetition of a soul structure yeah. where it's like, okay, God, uh, you climb something once and it's barely entertaining. <laughs> like I am not going to, so I'm going to do it again. Cause I died at the guy at the top of it. I'm just going to schlep my way over there with like zero skill or anything. It's just like yeah, me- I, mechanically going back up there. It's and, like a and huge you- momentum killer. In addition to the fact that like the low time was way too long on and when PS4 you come Pro. back when you come back to get through that metro that, that metroidvania gate you're gonna climb that again because there's no like fast travel between checkpoints on on any of these maps which seems like kind of counterintuitive yeah i i, and then I, the I moment talk- to moment the last thing i'll just say the moment to moment combat just feels off like it just feels there's like when you first get the lightsaber and people are shooting with blasters and you're just pressing a button to deflect it it's like yes that's that good. kicks ass they've always. got that loop right that's fun and if you deflect right before the bolt gets to you then you hit it back at them and kill them that's fun um but then when you get close enough to a character to actually fight them, they have not figured out a fun combat engagement or a way to make that feel enjoyable especially when you are talking about like a big crowd of dudes like none of it it just doesn't moment to moment work i have a, i have a, a my big thing and, and justin sort of uh we were talking yesterday and and sort of clued me into this who lives in these places these places where the only way to navigate to like your house is to jump 10 feet in the air to get there yeah. and then run across a wall like yeah. these do not yeah. feel like these Actual, are some of the most video game ass video game it, environments on you're the planet. Mario. Uh, they're Mario levels, effectively. Like they don't yeah. feel like normal. And I get like design dictated how the levels needed to look, but the problem is it just doesn't feel in the way that like coming off of like uh, God of War, the last God of War game, like these felt like a village that was taken right. over by like weird elf people, and it it felt legit. And here, this feels like oh no no, that's a video game. That's a video, a video game. People live here because it's a video game. 
and it just sort of like took yeah, me out of it. Yeah, I, I think in the same way that um, Justin talks about the character and the Jedi not being a nice match for the souls uh, idea or design paradigm, I think the Star Wars universe isn't necessarily a good match for those worlds uh, because the whole Dark Souls world idea is these like decrepit, uh, kind of like knotted, convoluted, almost hellscapes. And it's, yeah, people or things live there, but it also feels very intentionally warped. Um where I, the very first world you go to in this game is, I don't know, like, craggy, but also, like, swamplands, and... It, I almost got killed by crabs. Have you ever seen a really, Jedi get killed by crabs? It's weird. <laughs> it doesn't look like much of anything other than a video game level, and there's, yeah. like, a, a kind of, like, a gila monster, a giant gila monster just sitting at one end of the map. I, I don't really know why. Um, and I, I was, I was really into the second stage where you actually see, I don't know, kind of houses, but you're right. right. Again, it's trying to do that, that it, it's much more focused on the Dark Souls thing of, okay, you navigate a little further and then you open a shortcut and that makes your path back to your campfire or in this thing, it's like a meditation save point. Right. A little bit easier. Um, and and that's the entire the architects of, of this world that's all they thought about was like how can we <laughs> add really clever shortcuts right. everybody else is like I, can you please add plumbing it's like, just no. i i feel like i honest to god feel like this would have been a great ju- if they had just done sort of the uncharted thing which like we need to maybe i feel like the souls like descriptor is like pretty codified at this point like when i say uncharted i mean like sort of uh story focused cutscene focused uh things with these action set pieces for example very early on in this game there is a train explosion segment and it's like okay yep i see where you guys are going with this you're i wanted nathan drake to just like fall out a window and fall (laughs) past you and die and he'd be like whoa what was that guy uh this could have been i feel like like a really really and i'm not done with it like it you know maybe it turns around it is i will say getting more fun the more powers i get um Mm. which is to say like before i got pushed like it wasn't I wasn't really enjoying it. But the, the the problem for me is like this idea of now you have this new power, you can go back to this other world and run all the way, do all the traversal stuff you've already done to get to the point where you can open this door and either, and I don't know if the loot changes at some point, but you can either find a one third of an upgrade for your health or force, or you can find a new fucking lightsaber sleeve. Like uh, I'm not going to- I got a new cape. Yeah, like a new okay. poncho. New, all the ponchos, ponchos. look. Oh, the ponchos look terrible. It's. I wish that. I like the ponchos. Very, no, they're very bad, dude. No, it's like I like a garbage them. bag. It looks terrible. It, it looks I want to like wear that poncho. Bag. So it's like the I it, the the souls sort of game uh, uh, structure. I feel like doesn't really work without you also, those. You also randomly hooks. find a double bladed lightsaber at some point, which completely changes the combat. Well, <laughs> like really, that that's one time. You do it. You find a double bladed lightsaber. I, it's actually I, really smart the way they've done it. It's better for crowd control. Yeah. If you press right on the D pad, it'll just pop the other blade out, and then you're it's, fighting with two. It's, it's really real cool. sick. But, but also, what I love about that, it, if they had just done the Uncharted thing, I feel like this game would be would be phenomenal. One because they could, I think, focus on making that stuff work a little bit better. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have just like stepped down from a platform onto a pipe and just like. Actually, the game decided that you didn't step onto the pipe. You went to the just the right of it, and you did fall. Or, mm. hey, you tried to jump to that rope. Fucking Darth Rope in this game is, like, <laughs> the deadliest enemy that Cal has. Like, they could have made that stuff work a little bit better. Uh, but, like, 
in terms of pretending to be a Jedi, like there's some cool shit. Like the reflecting lightsabers, all of the animations for like your lightsaber maneuvers look really good. Uh, and the double bladed lightsaber, what I love about it is the animations make it look like you would actually use a double bladed lightsaber, which is just kind of like he doesn't like flip it all around himself because it's two fucking lasers. He's like super careful. Like he's doing yeah. like a tap dance routine with a cane, just kind of like. <laughs> uh, I I love it. Like that stuff. That stuff's really really good. Can I take us all to conspiracy theory corner just really yeah, quick? Yeah, please, please. So I, I do want to bring up the context in which this game was made. Um, so EA, the publisher who makes this, you know the people who make like Madden and Mass Effect, or if they ever make another Mass Effect. Um, they they made this big contract with Lucasfilm to make more Star Wars games. And they made the, 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 the multiplayer games, which um, ha- have not had great launches. And then they had another single-player game that was going to be kind of open-world Uncharted. That one got canceled. And then there was this game. And it seemed like, hey, this is going to be the big one. Um, Respawn is making it. They made Titanfall, Titanfall 2. Um, and it was... Those games are wonderful. They have this game uh, all set. And then Apex Legends comes out. It's a humongous hit. Right. They have to dedicate tons of resources to it. And suddenly this seems like less of a priority. And I, while playing it, I get the sense of like, it just feels not prioritized. And again, like that's in the first level where there's just parts of it where it's like, there's no environment in this game. Um, and I'm yeah, sure people I think, but that, but by the time about a- it. But by the time Apex had come out real quick, like... This game, theoretically, I mean, that was in February. This game was gotta be, have been pretty well dialed yeah. in at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, I'm like, not talking about the design polish. of it. I'm talking about yeah. the polish of it. This is a game that feels like it did not have the extra month or two it needed for some serious TLC. Mm. It's, but it's super polished in some regards. Like, it's super. <laughs> yes, in some not levels, in, not in the. In some levels, not at all. <laughs> I, I. Here's here's what I'll say about the game. I'm I am enjoying my time with it, despite the like it's it's like sort of structural flaws. I think that like the core be a Jedi experience they've crafted is like one of my favorite. Um, you know, second to like the Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, uh, Jedi Outcast Two, like the Kyle Katarn sort of uh, series of games. I'm really liking it like a lot when I sit down to play with it. But I also have other like three big games came out in the last few weeks and I'm having a hard time making Star Wars be the be the one that I like prioritize and, and uh, spend my time with just like, like the EA. hook yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of people really enjoy this game and I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that we haven't had a good representation of like being a Jedi in a video game for a long time and that right. is intoxicating like if you get it and it's decent like it's it's not bad it's just like there's just weird, the, a lot of weird compromises. I feel like that keep it from being something that's really uh, a a must a must experience. Yeah, uh, and I think it's pretty good. It doesn't get the must besties <laughs> sticker that we're going to be sending no. out. No, eight out of no. so eight out of ten stars. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk uh, about more Star Wars stuff. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. 
$15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply.
Uh, I'm not done talking about Star Wars. I love that crazy world with all the planets and the wars. Some of these aliens, guys, they look pretty wild. Uh, we wanted uh, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite treasures from the Star Wars universe. Uh, Russ, I have already guessed what yours is. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like the Star Wars universe is so deep and so in-depth, and I've read all of the novels and all of the backstory, so I know that the most interesting thing in the Star Wars universe is jizz. Okay, challenging. <laughs> this is challenging. what uh, so is this where the come from um, the jizz or how does it work, Russ? Tell us now. So, so uh, you know in the cantina scene, the famous cantina scene in episode 4 where they walk in and Han Solo's there and I think says, of it as the jizz scene, but go on. The clunky. <laughs> um, so the music that they're playing in that cantina scene is not maybe you thought it was like futuristic jazz or something like that. In fact, according to George Lucas, it's called jizz. That's the well, genre of music. It's called jizz. And this it one's is, called jizz is what so, this kind of music uh, is a, called. A question about this, because I think it's really important when George Lucas was asked this. Was he identifying he it as asked. jizz? Wait, wait, no, no. Like, wait, wait, did he give an interview around the time the movie came out? Or, or more importantly, was this like his final day before the Disney merger? And right. he was like, uh, yeah, also the jazz music is uh, it's called jizz now. Uh, Han, Han Solo's real name is Shit Dingus. Bye. <laughs> That's just how he rolls, man. Uh, and yeah. he, he's been sitting on that for quite a while. That is not a that he's is not sick. a late addition. <laughs> yeah, it's always jizz. been jizz. Oh, it's always been jizz. I always <laughs> called it jizz. It, the other thing is what sucks. I've always thought of it as jizz. Griffin, what's yours? I am a published Star Wars author, as you all That's, know. Griffin has uh, contributed to the extended universe. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was non-canonical. Uh, I don't. I don't think I uh, get a star on the you know on in the Star Wars <laughs> when they make the stars fight. Uh, but I wanted to share my favorite little factoid, which is I, I wrote a, a story about a, a Jawa that works on the the sand crawlers on Tatooine. And I was writing it, and in one part of the story, like it unearths this this droid uh, during a sandstorm, you you know, just pulls it up from the sand. And so I was writing this segment and talking about how uh, this this Jawa named Jot was like digging around in the in the loam, right? And mm-hmm. I wrote the earth beneath his feet, you know, good parted or whatever the hell. It was super good writing, but I don't remember <laughs> it. Uh, and so I, I was very, very nervous to send this story in for edits because I thought for sure they were going to sort of go through it with a fine tooth comb, and they did. And the wild thing that I learned is they said you can't say the word Earth in reference to dirt because they don't it, they don't have an Earth. Earth isn't there. <laughs> they don't have the Earth because it's not there, so you can't call it Earth. And I was like, if you're going to be granular about that, there's probably a lot of things that are Earth words <laughs> that, like, I, I wanted to, like, in, in retaliation, be like, and then the Jawas ate a space hot dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> they wanted, they've wanted to play a quick game of Martian baseball. Like, you can't, oh, actually, you can't say that. Also, Star Wars uses the metric system. I used a measurement of feet, and they were like, nope, it's metric system. What? Fucking great. But they I have love their own it. alphabet. How yeah. does that make any sense? They have their own alphabet. Earth doesn't exist, but the fucking metric system does deal with it. That's how universal the metric system is. Right. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to very briefly talk about one of my favorite Star Wars things, and that's Star Wars games that have non-Force users in the lead roles. Um, 
I've often spoken about how that is comparable to being in a game called Save Me Spider-Man where you're trapped <laughs> under a car and Spider-Man is swinging around and you hope that Spider-Man will come save you. Right. Uh, but I just wanted to take a moment to honor some of these heroes, these non-Force users in Star Wars games that have been given a lead role in Star Wars games. First in, first in TIE Fighter, we have Merrick Steel. Pretty yeah. good. Merrick Steel. Pretty good. Uh, X-Wing Alliance, I want to honor the name of Ace Azamine. That <laughs> is up. his name. Is Ace in, in X- quotes? Is that like a nickname? Nope. Ace is his Christian name. Not oh. Christian. They don't have Jesus. They don't have like a Jesus. weatherman situation. I have a special, special honorary commendation for Kyle Katarn. Mm. Who, well, he became a force user. Right. After they made one, they were like, this sucks. Like, all these people have super Star Wars powers, and this Singleberry's got a gun. And in the second game, they were like, um, yeah, he just turned out. He's like trying to move a sandwich with his hand, and then it did move. So I guess he's Star Wars too, huh? And then they even renamed them. They named the first one. The, the second Dark Forces game is called Je- Jedi Knight Dark Forces. The second... Dark Force, the third Dark Forces game is called Jedi Knight 2 because they don't want you to go back and play that old boring <laughs> one where he doesn't have superpowers. Dash Rendon. Raise it up to <laughs> the heavens, Dash. the worst. Uh, it would be the worst of the names if it weren't for, well, okay. Special, that is Shadows of the Empire and Nintendo 64. He's like literally just helping out Luke. He's basically just like in the background, like, like when the, I think when the garbage disposal stopped in that one scene, Dash Rendar is the one who stopped. He beats, he beats Boba Fett's ass at one point, which I think helps. He loosened the pickle jar. The Boba Fett pickle right. jar, so Luke could yeah, finish he steals his, his jetpack. I mean, yeah. that's pretty cool. Speaking of, not to go out of order, but Django Fett did have his own game called Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh yeah, okay, we'll take um, that. I, I want to talk about. I the can't name. picture Dash Rendar at all, but I know he's played by Dax Shepard. It's like basically the same dude in all <laughs> yes. of these. Um, but anyway, the. The last one I want to focus on is the lead character of Force Commander, who is literally named Bryn Tantor. His mm. name of this boring ass dude in the Star Wars with No Powers is Brent Tanner. <laughs> Hi, my name's Brent Anter. It's Brent. Hey, do you have the Force? Absolutely. Did you not hear my first name? It's Brent. No, I don't have any Force powers. I'm good at Bryn logistics. Tantor. Uh, I want to talk about Yaddle. Uh, speaking of ticking time bombs that George Lucas left in the Star Wars universe before uh, heading out to uh, like open an art museum or whatever he's doing now. Uh, Yaddle is uh, Yoda, but uh, it's a lady Yoda. Uh, she's on the Jedi Council, I believe, in Phantom Menace until... I don't I don't know when the Jedi Council disbands in the prequel series. Uh, but what's great about Yaddle now is they've been making more and more Star Wars. They don't have the old EU. So the way they go about writing scripts, so far as I can tell, is they look at things that weren't answered in the previous movies, and then they answer them. Like, how did Han Solo get his name? Oh, he was boarding in a space airplane, and he said his last oh, name God. is Solo because he's a passenger of one. His um, real name is Shit Dingus. <laughs> 
thing is. Um, but now they've run out of things to answer. Uh, and then seemingly all at once, everybody who was working on different Star Wars projects was like, I know, Yaddle. But nobody communicated this to each other. So in uh, the video game we just spoke about, there's an entire Yaddle monologue prioritized very early in the game. And now, I mean, I don't know how The Mandalorian ends, but I can only presume it begins before Spoiler the story alert. with some serious Yaddle love action to oh, produce <laughs> Yoda Baby. Yeah, I guess we're. That's how babies are I, I wanted it's to warn people that we're going to spoil the Mandalorian. By the time this but... comes out, like people, are, people gonna know about Baby yeah, it is, Yoda. It's kind of a meme. He's basically taken over Twitter at this point. That's true. Now, normally this is where we would uh, answer your emails, but we haven't gotten any emails yet because we're recording this before the show in a vacuum, if you will. But uh, we are going to be doing our game of the year stuff pretty soon. So if you have a favorite game of the year, please email us. It's mail at besties.fan. So you legally have to be a fan to email us. It's right there in the name. Email us your favorite game of the year. And let's say one sentence, a one sentence argument as to why it is the best of the best of the year. Yeah, Seems we're fair. Yeah, and and next year when we get talking about new games and stuff again, we'll uh we'll we'll be asking you for your thoughts of whatever game that we're talking about that week, sort of book club style. But for now, yeah. the one sentence of the goatee will be sufficient and uh um, you. you must be a fan or you'll go to jail. Uh honorable mentions, guys, you play anything else that we didn't uh that is non-Star Wars related? Nothing I can really, uh, well, I mean, we're doing episodes on the other games that I'm playing right now. Um, I, I've been, I've still been dipping into Final Fantasy 14. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about that. Probably during the Goaty stuff if we get to Shadowbringers, but that's been like my workout, my workout game because it's pretty, pretty mind, brainless, I think. My workout game is, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, the, I don't know if y'all saw the DLC that came out this year, The Rise of Atlantis, where it promised you would get to go to Atlantis. Uh, so I had not even started the game, played through the entire game, 70 hours, uh, finally got to Atlantis. It's fine. Turns out the rest of the game <laughs> is great, though. <laughs> so, uh, so it's actually three games in one, this DLC. So I thought like, oh, great, I've gotten to Atlantis. And it's like, no, actually, first, you need to, like, I don't know, fight in Elysium Fields. And I'm like, cool, did it. That was another 10 hours. And they're like, great, 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 great. Um, now you need to go to Hades. Um, it's going to be the ugliest environment in the history of Assassin's Creed. Can you spend, like, another 5 to 10 there? I'm like, okay, uh, sure. I really just want to swim around like a beautiful <laughs> fish, man. Is that? Yeah, and then, and then I get to uh, Atlantis, and they're like... Welcome to Atlantis. The first thing you should know about Atlantis is don't fight people. It's like, what? I came here to murder Atlantis. And they're like, no, you can't. (laughs) I want to know what mermaids got going on blood-wise. That's who I am. I uh, I uh, have you know it's a fun little thing. I never really got into this series, but uh, I've been playing that third Luigi's Mansion on Switch. Oh yeah. it's really nice. It's just like nice and fun and like kind of um, the inverse, uh, like it kind of has the inverse of the the exact inverse of the game of Star Wars Fallen Order in that Luigi actually sucks shit and is not fun <laughs> where Jedi's are fun and cool, but the game parts of it uh, are also thoughtfully combined 
to make something that really sings together. The idea that like it is just fun to vacuum crap up. So here's a bunch of stuff to vacuum and you can do as much as you want. But like we have thought about how these elements work together uh, is is just very nice. It's very pleasant. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Um, individual levels are like genuinely very different. Like there's big ideas being introduced at a very consistent pace. I just think it's very solid. Uh, yeah, maybe we should hold more uh, honorable mentions since we're about to record another uh, episode here in this first <laughs> block. Uh, these first three episodes, by the way, are, are going to be available, uh, you know, uh, widely, but we should say that this is going to be a, a Spotify exclusive experience. So if you enjoy the Bessies, go head over to Spotify and uh, check us out over there because that's where the, the rest of the episodes are going to go. Or if this one is at first, we have no idea. We have no so way of knowing. There's just sequential, right? So there's like, there's there's some episodes now, but that's it. The faucet's shut. You got to come to Spotify to get the next, next drink. Yeah. So uh, you could probably go, I bet you could find it if you go to besties.fan. I bet if you go to besties.fan, it'll take you right to our Spotify page. That's That's my theory. I haven't made that happen yet, but I bet I will. If I know me. I probably hooked that up. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the besties. Thank you to Ian Dorsch for our theme music. Uh, thank you to Spotify for making the show happen. And uh, thank you to you for listening. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. But until next week, uh, for Rush Fresh Tick, Chris Plant, Griffin McElroy, I'm Justin McElroy. And be sure to join us again next week on Besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? is a Spotify original podcast in association with Vox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties!